It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 19th of August, the 231st day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 134 days left to do something adventurous. Which I just did something adventurous, that is, I hiked. For a woman who often says, every time I feel the urge to exercise, I lie down until it goes away, hiking in the mountains is indeed an adventure. I just spent a couple of great weeks in the sunny state of California, driving from the top of the state, well, almost the top of the state, from foggy San Francisco, San Francisco is not sunny in the summer. It has the weird microclimate, I believe is the word. It's cold and the fog is very thick. We drove all the way down to the very bottom of the state, San Diego, which is right on the border with Mexico. We made many stops along the way, which included the Sequoia National Forest, where General Sherman lives. General Sherman is the 23,000, maybe 27,000-year-old giant sequoia, the largest single-stem tree by volume in the world, coming in at 1,487 cubic meters. I must admit, cubic meters doesn't mean much to me, but I'm telling you, it's big and majestic, as you can well imagine. That's where I hiked. A bit hard on this old woman. The altitude is just over 2,000 meters, to say nothing of the actual walking, but totally worth it. Then on to San Diego, where I was born and lived until I was about 10 or so. San Diego has a perfect climate. The temperature never goes above 25 degrees Celsius or below. As a kid, I never had a winter coat. It's an outdoorsy place. There's the beach, there are mountains and forests. There's a wonderful huge park called Balboa Park with a great outdoor theater. And there are well-watching boats. We went on one, and not only did we pass through a 500-strong pod of dolphins, complete with a nursery pod, it was so adorable to see the moms with their babies next to them leaping out of the water. But we sighted a whale, and not just any old whale, oh no, a blue whale, the largest animal that has ever existed, bigger than the dinosaurs, no kidding. It's very rare to see them. The captain told us only 1% of the human population has ever seen one, so wow, what a day. I posted videos of the dolphins and the whale on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages, as well as a photo of General Sherman. So, if you go on Facebook, take a look. This week on Tuesday was a national holiday in France, a beloved holiday which the French just call Cazout, 15 August. Officially, it's called Assumption Day. It's the day Christians believe that the physical body of Mary the mother of Jesus, was assumed into heaven 
to be reunited with her soul instead of going through the natural process of physical decay upon death. Also on Tuesday, India's Independence Day. 76 years ago, the British went home. Happy belated Independence Day to all our Indian listeners. And today in India is a festival called Janmastami. Here's what your fellow listener and my active pen pal, Jayanta Chakrabarty, wrote about it. Janmastami, in the Vaishnav tradition of Hinduism, is an auspicious day to celebrate and pray to the Almighty for all he has given us. It is the occasion of the birth of Krishna, known as the eighth avatar of Lord Vishnu. An avatar is the human incarnation of a deity sent to rid the world of evils. Lord Vishnu is the great preserver and protector of the universe. The festival is celebrated in most states of India, particularly in the holy cities of Mathura and Vrindavan. Night-long devotional songs and dance dramas are enacted detailing the life of Krishna. The most popular performance of these is the enactment of Krishna Lila or Raza Lila. It's a hilarious escapade that takes place on a night when the gopis, the cow-herding girls of Vrindavan, on hearing the sweet melody of Krishna's flute, sneak from their houses to dance with him throughout the night in amorous love that is spiritual and divine. The main heroine is Radha, the most beautiful girl in the village. Janmastami Day is followed by the festival of Nand Utsav, where gifts are distributed to celebrate the birth of little Krishna. Jayanta closed with, I hope you and the listeners of The Sound Kitchen will love this interesting episode, a glimpse into a part of the Hindu religion. I do, and I'm sure everyone else does too. Thanks, Jayanta. What about the rest of you? Be sure to write us about the festivals you celebrate in your community. It's so good to learn about each other's cultures, don't you think? You're listening to The Sound Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. It's just Erwan and me today. Baby brother, also known as Paul Myers, is on holiday. But Erwan and I will do our best to serve you a complete meal. Coming up, the quiz, the listener's corner, and music from Erwan. So don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Sound Kitchen. Enjoy. Are you ready? I do hope so. And so do I, cuz. It's time to get that quiz out of the oven. On June 24th, I asked you a question about a trade deal between the European Union and Kenya. Earlier that month, the Economic Partnership Agreement was signed by Kenya's president, William Ruto, and officials from the EU. RFI English journalist Melissa Chemam told you all about it in her article, EU and Kenya signed trade deal in Nairobi in a move to strengthen continental ties. 
You were to reread Melissa's article and send in the answer to this question. What was the name of the last trade deal signed between the EU and African countries? And which countries in Africa were included in that deal? The answer is, to quote Melissa's article, in June 2016, the EU signed the Southern African Economic Partnership Agreement with South Africa, Botswana, Lesotho, Mozambique, Namibia, and Swaziland, which regulates trade in goods between the two regions. End quote. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question, what would you like to learn? You'll hear the answers later in the Listener's Corner, so stay tuned. The winners of this week's quiz are... Rebea Begum, who's a member of the Nilshagor RFI fan club in Nilfamari, Bangladesh. Rebea is also the winner of this week's bonus question. She wants to learn Japanese. Congratulations, Rebea. There's also Sazdur Rahman, who's a member of the Shetu RFI Listeners Club in Naugaon, Bangladesh, and RFI Listeners Club members Radha Krishna Pillai from Kerala State in India, as well as his countrywoman Depita Chakrabarti, who hails from New Delhi. Rounding out the list of winners this week is RFI English listener Malik Ala Bachaya Kokar, who's a member of the Sungat Radio Listeners Club in Musafagar, Pakistan. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Good energy news out of Ghana. Earlier this week, RFI English correspondent Michael Sarpong Mfum wrote an encouraging article, Ghana Steps Up Solar Energy in Bid to Meet Renewables Target. It's about solar power projects underway. Ghana's goal is to add 10% renewable energy to their power mix by 2030. I bet you had the same reaction I had when I read Michael's article. Yay, a country that is actually doing something instead of just talking about it. One of Ghana's projects is a 5-megawatt floating solar plant, the first of its kind in West Africa. I want you to tell me where it will be built and what its capacity in megawatts is expected to provide in the years to come. Again, reread Michael Sarpong Fum's article, Ghana Steps Up Solar Energy in Bid to Meet Renewables Target, and send in the answer to these two questions. Where will the 5-megawatt floating solar plant be built? And what is the megawatt capacity it's expected to provide in the future? You'll find Michael's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. This week's bonus question, suggested by Radha Krishna Pillai, is what makes Paris so fascinating to you? Almost everyone has Paris fantasies. I guess almost all of you out there do, or why would you be listening to Radio France International? So what is it about Paris that sparks the wonder in you? Is it the Eiffel Tower, the lovely language, the out-of-this-world food? 
What makes Paris so fascinating to you? That's a great question, Radha Krishna. Thanks. I think for me, it would have to be the constant beauty everywhere. On a day when I've absolutely had it with the gray skies, the rain, and the sometimes not-so-nice Parisians, suddenly I'll see the turquoise metro train on the above-ground track in front of the Eiffel Tower, and there you go. I'm in love again. By the way, I brought back some cool goodies from California for the winners of the bonus question, if that inspires you to put pen to paper, as we used to say. And remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so please send them in. You have until the 25th of September to get your answers to the quiz and the bonus question in. Be sure to tune in on the 30th of September to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone Dial plus 336-3112-9682 That's plus 336-3112-9682 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one your RFI Club membership number Hi, I'm Madeline Peru, and you're listening to The Sound Kitchen. <laughs> and now, more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. The question you answered for today is, what would you like to learn? A musical instrument. Radha Krishna Pillai wrote, I am interested in learning musical instruments, especially the violin. I believe it will help cultivate my creativity, improve my memory, and calm down my anxiety. Radha Krishna, Wahid Nobi, would also like to learn to play the violin, but it's the piano for Jayanta Chakrabarti. He wrote, From childhood, I dreamed of learning to play the piano. However, since a good piano is very expensive, I could not afford to buy one. Though up until now, my wish has not been fulfilled, I have not given up hope of learning it someday. Its sweet, vibrant, and rich sound is what draws me towards this amazing instrument. The piano is my second favorite instrument. The cello is my favorite. That's not right. The conga drums that Erwan plays are my favorite instrument. <laughs> How about the sporty types out there? Nasir Muhammad would like to learn to swim, although he notes he's afraid of water. And Sajad Hossein would like to learn to golf. For Tasneem Saleh, it's the martial arts she's interested in. And for Rahin Ali, it's the good technique for running marathons. 
Saleh Likon wrote that he'd like to learn how to be a good leader. Jobayada Akhtar Jai and Mohammed Axon have similar desires. Jobayada wrote, I would like to be a YouTuber or Facebooker, so I need to learn how to make videos and present them. Jobayada, be sure you enter a video in next year's EPOP competition. Mohammed Aksan is also interested in technology. He would like to learn web development. Techniques for calming down were often noted. For Shahanaj Parvan, it's meditation. Tatia Saleh wrote that she'd like to learn how to grow and care for bonsai, which I imagine would be a very calming activity. Shahanaj Parvan Sati would like to learn to knit, so would I, and baby brother said he'd like to learn to knit, too. Mohammed Likon wrote, in all simplicity, I want to learn to manage my stress. Saidul Islam wants to learn how to drive a car, and Rashid Duzaman wants to learn how to repair them. Boy, I wish I knew how to repair cars. I don't have one anymore, but I would probably be a billionaire by now if I could have fixed all the old junker cars I've always owned. Dipita Chakrabarty wants to be a better cook. She wrote, although I'm a foodie, I'm not that adept at cooking. Neither am I, Dipita. I do the everyday mom cooking, but my husband loves to cook and does so fabulously. He has weekend duty. And, of course, whenever we have a dinner party, it's a monsieur at the stove, not me. Abu Saleh wants to learn how to cook, as he wrote, a huge amount of food. Do you mean a huge amount as in quantity, enough to feed the village, or a huge amount as in a lot of different dishes? There are some French language lovers out there eager to learn the language. Both Malik Ala Bachaya Kokar and Arjuman Laila Sonia would like to learn French. Malik wrote, I want to learn French so that I can listen to and understand the RFI broadcasts in French. And Arjuman Laila Sonia wrote, I would like to learn French because it's my favorite foreign language. I also like the country and the people. It has long been my dream to visit France. Arjman Malik, I've just written myself a note to post on the Sound Kitchen Facebook page the many ways RFI has to help you learn French. If you can't get on Facebook, write me and I'll email you my little information sheet. We'll close with Sweet Father Steve. He wrote, I would like to learn the art of totally serving others, to serve, not to be served, which is the supreme charity. Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question, suggested by Radha Krishna Pillai, is what makes Paris so fascinating to you? Do you have a bonus question idea? If so, send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. I am Nazimuddin. Hello from RFI International DX Radio Listeners Club, Murshidabad, India. This is the sound kitchen and Susan Oynesby is cooking. 
Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing mastery, and thanks to you for listening. It's summer in France, and you know what that means, a vacation. The Sound Kitchen crew is off for the next two weeks, but don't you worry. We've stocked the refrigerator with delicious meals to tide you over. Two excellent specials on Cuban music from our very own Erwan Rome. They're really great shows, and you don't want to miss them. We'll all be back on the 7th of September with the answer to the question about the French mountain climber, Sophie Laveau. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. Today, Erwan has chosen music from a wonderful group made up of Malian Tuareg women, Tartit, which means unity. Tuaregs, traditionally nomadic pastoralists, are a large Berber ethnic group that principally inhabit the Sahara in a vast area, stretching from far southwestern Libya to southern Algeria, Niger, Mali, and Burkina Faso. The four women, exiled from Mali due to the political troubles there, met in 1992 in a refugee camp in Mauritania. They began making music together. They were invited to sing in Côte d'Ivoire, then in Belgium, and now they're internationally recognized and have added men to the group. The women play drums and percussion and sing, and the men, how about this, the men are the ones who are veiled in Tuareg society. They play flute, guitar, and the traditional ngoni. And they're not just musicians. Oh, no. These women have big hearts. They have a United Nations-recognized association dedicated to preserving and raising awareness of Malian music and culture, as well as developing schools for children and economic opportunities for women. And they sound great. I guess you could call their music desert blues, but good music works fine, too. Erwan chose a piece called Amankor, which means Almighty. It was written by lead singer Fadimata Walet Umar and is on their 2019 album called Amankor, The Exile. They're singing in their native language, Tamajek. Thanks, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all soon.